0: dogs, hamburgers, fireworks, festivals, and bubbles? The 4th of July isn't just a holiday. It's a celebration of a very particular set of all-American markets. And this week, we're checking in with entrepreneurs running businesses in some of those markets. Hello and welcome to
1: Speaking Startup, or should I say Speaking Spark Up, Missouri Business Alert's 4th of July themed podcast covering the news and issues important
0: to entrepreneurs in the business of celebration. I'm Emily Hood. And I'm Destiny Muller. On this week's episode, we'll hear about how global supply chains are affecting firework sellers in Missouri and look at the return of carnivals, festivals, and fairs and what those large public events mean to entrepreneurs. We'll also have the digits and headlines that tell you what Missouri small businesses are up to and where they're heading. It's time to talk small businesses and colorful explosives. Let's Speak Startup. So Emily and I may sound just so in sync on the pod, but we're actually miles apart. I know we are on Zoom this week to record as I
1: am back home in St. Louis. And let me say it is very lonely here talking in my closet.
0: Yeah, I must say it's not near as much fun in the office without you. Can I tell you a secret, though? Man, do I even want to know? We may or may not have gotten pizza today. I missed pizza? How could you guys do that? I know, I'm, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible about it, truly. How terrible can you feel? I mean, you have pizza. Would it make you feel better if we got to this week's headlines? Maybe take your mind off of it? Yes, let's do it. I need a distraction
1: from this heartbreak. So let's get to this week's headlines. Our first headline is also related to food. St. Louis startup Gift-A-Meal raised $500,000 to expand outside of St. Louis. The app gives donations to food pantries for every photo users post at participating restaurants. Founder Andrew Blantz said the company plans to expand to new cities, beginning with Kansas City and hire new staff.
0: The eFactory and Missouri Small Business Development Center at Missouri State University has announced a new initiative called Supercharge Southwest Missouri. It offers various free services designed to address the challenges facing entrepreneurs, business owners, and innovators as a result of the pandemic. Participants can sign up for business consulting, mentorship, and office hours. Even more on-demand programming will be available this fall.
1: Nine owners of women and minority-owned businesses received grants totaling almost $20,000 from the Sharp End Entrepreneurial Development Fund in Columbia on Tuesday. The grants were for amounts up to $4,000. Recipients were selected from 39 applicants by a committee of minority business owners. The fund honors the Sharp End, the former black business district in Columbia that was destroyed in the 1960s.
0: The Small Business Administration has announced removal of the controversial Paycheck Protection Program loan necessity questionnaire. The Associated General Contractors of America sued the SBA, and critics say the questionnaire has slowed the forgiveness process for PPP loans. One PPP worker says moving forward, the SBA should be able to take a more targeted approach to mitigating fraud and abuse within the program. I have an idea of something fun we can do. Let's play a holiday-themed game. What do you have in mind? I'm going to say a word, and then you say the first word that comes into your head, and then you do the same to me. Hmm, okay, let's do it. Okay, ready? Hot dog. Mustard. Okay, pie. Apples. Uh, Parade. Candy.
1: Fireworks.
0: Shortage. America.
1: Did you say shortage?
0: Well, there's certainly a lot less than normal this year. Why is that? Well, apparently there's been a higher than average demand and a lower supply. Missouri Business Alert reporter Kelly Daruch spoke with firework companies across the state to find out more. It's a few days before
2: the 4th of July and Brandon Bartlett is surveying a few of the products he currently has in stock at the Spirit of 76 fireworks tent in Columbia.
3: Well, I mean, we have everything from your novelties for your kids to your smoke to your firecrackers, sparklers, fountains, bottle rockets. Then we have bigger stuff that are artillery shells.
2: Founded in 1986, the company now distributes wholesale fireworks to other retailers. But in keeping with tradition, Spirit of 76 still operates its single tent that is emblematic of the business's roots. Business is booming for Bartlett and others in the pyrotechnics industry. After an unprecedented sales year in 2020, there are fewer fireworks available to meet this year's demand. For many retailers, this year's preliminary sales are nearly on par with last year. However, the biggest sales days are yet to come, with about 85% of fireworks typically sold between July 2nd and 4th. A variety of factors have contributed to this supply issue, including a depletion of inventory from last year's high demand, as well as supply chain issues that are slowing the arrival of new stock. Everybody kind of has a base that they keep, you know. Well, all of that was depleted last year because everybody bought so much. That's Sidney Hook of Kovacs Fireworks speaking to a situation being faced by many fireworks stands across the country. Founded in 1988, Kovacs Fireworks operates both a wholesale business and three retail tent locations in Warsaw, Lorry, and St. Joseph. According to the American Pyrotechnics Association, a fireworks trade group, The industry saw $1.9 billion in consumer fireworks revenue in 2020, nearly double 2019 sales. Americans purchased about 405 million pounds of fireworks in 2020, up almost 50% from 2019. When it came time to begin restocking for this 4th of July holiday, sellers encountered a new roadblock. The global supply chain has been under strain due to increased demand for a variety of products as parts of the world emerge from pandemic restrictions. The vast majority of fireworks come via ship from China, but with limited shipping space on each vessel, there are many retailers vying to get their products delivered. This leads to higher shipping costs and a backlog of products waiting to be transported. Anthony Ross, a University of Missouri management professor who specializes in supply chain management, explains the current state of the global supply chain and the impact this has on the pyrotechnics industry.
1: So now that we're opening back up markets here in the U.S. and around the world, it's not as if companies can flip a switch and all of a sudden they're back to full grade production at high volumes. And so you've got all these different types of goods produced by different types of companies that are trying to find space on a boat, if you will, to get their products to uh, the the markets.
2: However, given the nature of the cargo, fireworks shipments must take extra precautions.
1: Now in in the fireworks or pyrotechnics industry, There's an added layer of complexity here, just as with the food industry, around safety and packaging, because we're talking about really
2: explosives. Retailers across the state have reported shipping issues, with some orders left unfulfilled and the ones that are received costing more than previous years. Andrew Richardson of r r Fireworks Emporium of Springfield says wholesalers have been forced to pass shipping and production costs on to retailers.
3: Shipping rates have tripled. Uh, What we're hearing from... The warehouses in China right now, is there's going to be an additional 10% or so increase for 2022. Um, Not as much because of the shipping, but uh, maybe because of the cost of what it takes to make the fireworks.
2: These costs must also trickle down to the consumer, with prices on some items increasing by up to 30%. Many wholesale vendors are able to offer more competitive prices than smaller fireworks stands who purchase their inventory from bulk vendors.
3: Prices are up. I mean, like to think that they'll go down hopefully next year a little bit after it kind of levels off, but it could take a while for it to, to get back balanced because, you know, like I said, the country didn't get fully stocked of fireworks this year. It's probably going to get emptied out again.
2: For those who have not yet purchased fireworks, there's no reason to think that this 4th of July will be a bust. While some smaller fireworks stands did not open this year, many still have plenty of fireworks in stock and estimate that if they do sell out, it won't be until the holiday is here.
3: Yeah, we have stock. We've got plenty to, you know, to provide. It's just that, you know, we'd like to have more because the demand is so high right now.
0: So Emily, I know you're from St. Charles, and they're hosting a pretty big 4th of July event this weekend. Are you going?
1: I'm not going this year, but it's great to see the event return. When I was a kid, we'd always go with my family to see the fireworks, but last year it was rescheduled due to the pandemic.
0: Hmm, a tale as old as time. So many people lost out on the fun and the business that the 4th usually brings.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Firework viewing spots weren't the only place that were limited last year. Festivals really dwindled. The experience of walking out your door, down the street, and following your nose to your favorite vendor or food truck was pretty hard to come by.
0: But they're back this year.
1: Festivals, I mean. Yeah, yeah, they're popping up all across the state and the vendors that populate them are back and ready to cater to big events. I spoke with a few of those vendors about how they're preparing for the weekend's festivities. As the 4th of July holiday weekend approaches, vendors like Perry Jordan, owner of Tasty Unicorn Ice Cream Track in Kansas City, are gearing up for a big weekend of festivals.
2: If we can see you know, 15 to 20,000 people even there this weekend, I mean, it's going to be record-setting for us probably for you know, our biggest event.
1: Venues and event organizers across the state are preparing for 4th of July celebrations featuring various vendors, and Frontier Park in St. Charles is no exception. It's a different scene from last summer, when as many as 80% of 4th of July celebrations were shut down due to COVID-19. The vendors and food trucks set up to cater to these events are ready to start serving customers eager to attend events once more.
3: Post-pandemic, uh, man, things have, things have kind of gone off hook again. It's, it's, it's wonderful. The phone's ringing like crazy. Emails are coming in. We're just, we're just as busy as we can be.
1: That's John Ryder, the owner of Bubble Bus in St. Louis. His business provides bubble machines to events, festivals, and high school dances. He said his event business was heavily impacted last year by COVID-19, going from 500 events in 2019 to about two dozen.
3: We were, we were gearing up uh, for last year to be like even better than 2019, um, and then COVID hit.
1: However, as vaccinations increase across the state, Ryder said his business is booming, He'll be one of the vendors at St. Charles's Riverfest this weekend. Americans are ready to celebrate this holiday weekend. A recent survey from WalletHub showed 48 million Americans plan to travel over 50 miles this weekend, and more than a third of Americans plan to spend more money this 4th of July compared to last one. Vendors like food trucks can bring in lots of revenue from large in-person events like the festivals going on this weekend. Food trucks like the Barley and Vine drink truck based in St. Louis have made changes to their menu to propel demand even further. Mark Schmitz, the owner, said business has been picking up since he bought the truck in February with his wife, Jacqueline. The truck will be attending events in O'Fallon for the 4th of July. The Schmitz has upgraded their menu to include more drink options outside of beer and wine and expect to see demand continue in the future.
3: The public events seem to be getting bigger and bigger each time we go out, where more and more people are coming out.
1: Vendors are expecting to see lots of events through the end of 2021, as COVID-19 cases have declined in the state since last year. Writers said Bubble Bus has holiday festivities scheduled well outside of the 4th of July, booking events into the fall and even some at Christmas this year.
3: The crystal ball is kind of telling us that events are not going away anytime soon.
1: Time to get to our digits for this week. Destiny,
0: what do you know about the medical marijuana industry in Missouri? Well, I actually wrote an article last May all about its economic effects, so I know the business is really taking off this year.
1: Yeah, it is. Medical marijuana dispensary grand openings are happening all across Missouri. This leads me to my digit this week, which is $300 million. That's the estimated maximum total sales medical marijuana will make this
0: year in this state alone. Wow, taxed at 4%? That means some serious revenue coming back to the state and local governments. Definitely. And there could be even more
1: dispensaries coming to Missouri this year. Last week, a federal judge blocked Missouri from requiring dispensary licenses to go to residents of the state. Destiny, tell me about your
0: digit this week. $60 billion is my week's digit. The reason? Food. Glorious food.
1: All right, I'll bite. That's been a theme of this episode. So no single meal is worth $60 billion. So what are we really talking about?
0: Well, federal lawmakers are looking to boost funding for restaurants still struggling as a result of the pandemic. The Restaurant Revitalization Fund Replenishment Act of 2021 would provide an additional $60 billion for a grant program to support the businesses. That's on top of more than $28 billion in federal grants already doled out to restaurants through the program. I'm
1: shocked. I was certain that my eating-out habit was single-handedly saving the restaurant industry.
0: No, sadly not. The federal government is getting involved for this one. The proposed amount would cover about $50 billion in unfulfilled applications by restaurant owners nationwide. Wow, yeah, I mean, clearly a lot of people are looking for these funds. Yeah, 157 co-sponsors have already signed on to the legislation in the House, and the bill's sponsor expects more support in coming days. That just about
1: wraps up our episode for this week. We just need our closing thought. Here's John Ryder on how COVID-19 helped change the event business.
3: I think people in the event business, including myself, we, we had a long time to think last year. You know, we had... Uh, Uh, If we were still going to be in business and wanted our businesses to work, we had to get very creative. So um, it kind of rekindled, I think, our entrepreneurial spirit.
0: That's all for this week's episode. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by me, Destiny Muller, and Emily Hood. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. You can follow us on social media at mobusinessalert that's m o business alert and subscribe to the MBA newsletter on our website have a great week we'll speak with you next time